Hey everyone, uh, it's so good to chat to you today. If we have not yet met, my name is Jean-Michel and I am the associate pastor here at Victory. And I just wanted to take a minute to uh, thank our senior pastors for opening up uh, their pulpit. It's such an honor to bring the word to you today and I'm excited. We've just been through a couple of awesome preachers on the love of God. It was so, it was so good, right? Right? It was so good. Come on. And uh, if you haven't seen them, make sure you check them out. It's all about our vision this year, right? In Him we trust. That's what it's all about. That's where we're headed. That's where we're pursuing. And uh, we're excited to see what God is going to do in this church. And so if you've got your Bibles today, I want you to turn with me to Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And if you are uh, a seasoned Christian, if you've been in church for a while, you know exactly how this scripture goes. And so if you're watching at home or if you're uh, watching at a watch party, wherever you are, let's read this together. Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you today that, Lord, you're going to speak your word. You're going to do something powerful in this place. Father, right now, we open up our hearts. We declare that only your voice will be heard and that you will minister to us in an amazing way today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you're excited, post amen in the chat. Come on, get involved, church. Let's do this thing. So I want to ask you guys a question. Have you ever heard the term Christianese, right? It's, uh, it's this, this language, right, that we like, we all know, if you've been in the church for a while, it's a thing we say to each other that no one else gets. Let me ask you this question. Do you think anyone else on the planet knows what a home cell is? You know, like a cell in your body, is it that kind of thing? Who's going to understand that? Nobody, right? The church has a language. It's called Christianese. And sometimes we say things that kind of like, I don't know if they mean as much as we just kind of throw them out there. These are sayings that we say, you know, God is good. Sometimes we just say that when we have nothing else to say, right? That's Christianese. And I'm going to tell you this story about a little while ago when I went on a ministry trip to Zambia, right? I had been invited to this awesome youth conference, and I went there with a friend of mine. His name is Jay, and we went to go and minister there, and it, it was a big deal. There was, there was a couple thousand kids that were going to be there, and it was awesome. We arrived there, and we had sent word. I was invited as a pastor to come and minister at this youth conference, and uh, if you know me, you'll know that I'm not super into titles, and I'm not your average pastor, right? You can see Especially if you're watching for the first time, this guy with long hair, I don't look like every other pastor. And when we landed and went to this youth conference, no one there knew that I was the pastor who was invited to minister. I was just some guy. And so for the first day, we got there and Jay was very well known. Everyone knew who Jay was. So he was immediately picked up by everyone. Oh, it's Jay. Come, come backstage. What can I get you? Can I get you coffee? What do you need? And me, I was just there like some guy, you know, they were, who's this guy that's with Jay, you know? And they overlooked me. And I was very happy with that because it's not about titles. It's not about people getting me coffee. It's about ministry. And it was awesome because I got to go and hang out with the kids and whatever and, uh, and really impact people. So that was cool. I got no problem. I don't need to be treated like 
a pastor, right? But that night, we got up on stage, and we ministered, and we sang, and we did the whole thing. We ministered the word, and in that moment, I could see around in the crowd all the different pastors and big ministers in their suits and ties that were there to be the pastors of the conference were realizing who I was, and it was the funniest thing. The second I got off that stage, someone was there. Do you want coffee? Would you like something? Can I get? Come backstage. All the pastors wanted to talk to me. Oh, you you're the pastor from South Africa. Now everything changes. Now I'm not a skinny white guy with long hair. I'm a pastor, right? So now, you know, this. my point about this whole thing is that in the church, we have these traditions that we do, these things that we say, and sometimes we miss the heartbeat behind what it's actually about. They didn't know I was a pastor, so they didn't treat me like a pastor. Now suddenly they treat me differently. That's Christianese at its best. It really, really is. And it's funny. I don't blame them. They just wanted to honor the pastors. That's a beautiful thing, right? But honestly, we as a, as a church all around the world, we have this thing called Christianese. Sometimes we miss the heartbeat of what the things we say actually mean. And this scripture is one of those things. How many times has it been quoted to you? All things work for good. How many times have you said it to someone else? And sometimes we miss the value, the more that we talk about this scripture, the more we say it to each other, sometimes the devalue, the more, the less value we see in this scripture. And you know, sometimes in the church, we have these kind of topics that we don't talk about or we don't easily talk about. And tonight, I want to talk about one of those things. And the title if you're writing things down, of this message is providence through pain. Providence through pain. And I want to talk about pain tonight. I want to talk about suffering. I want to talk about something that's not easy to talk about. And sometimes these topics can get a little bit real. But if you're like me, when I've been through real pain, real struggles, real suffering, sometimes the hardest thing for me to hear is someone to say, but all things work for good. Everything's going to be fine. God is still good. Everything's okay. Just get over it. You'll be fine. Sometimes that's the hardest thing to hear. When you're in a situation that's really painful, it's difficult to just say God is good. Everything works out for the good. And I want to make it okay for you and me today to say, I am struggling. If you're struggling, you don't need to be afraid. You don't need to hide it. You don't need to show these Christians that you're good. The reality is all of us go through really difficult times. And right at the outset of this talk, I want you to know that God cares about your pain. God cares about your suffering. All around the world right now, there is so much suffering, so much pain, people losing jobs, people losing loved ones, things not working out the way that they think it's going to work out. And sometimes we don't even know where God is in these moments. It's hard to see how everything is going to just work out, how all things work out for our good. But I have something to say to you right now, and I want you to listen to this. God will not leave you 
where you are right now. I'm going to say that again. God will not leave you where you are right now. If I'm talking to you today and, and you are struggling in an area, wherever you find yourself, God knows, God sees, and you are not going to stay where you are. He's taking you out. I'll say this, that Paul was not scared to talk about pain. He was not. There was no Christianese at that time. And people were really suffering around him. And he writes this in Romans chapter 8, verse 18. Let's check it out. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Now, here's, here's the thing. The New King James Version sometimes lets me down. I, I, I just, I want it to be clearer. I want it to be sharper. What is Paul saying right now? He's saying that the thing you're going through right now, the suffering that you are facing at this present time is nothing compared to what God is doing in you right now. God is doing something in you. Come on, type it in the chat. Say it to someone. Say it to someone that's around you. If you're at a watch party or you're watching at home, say it to someone. God is doing something in you. And what God is doing is so much greater than the pain that you are feeling right now. So much so that it's not even comparable. They're not even close You might be going through the hardest thing right now, but what God is doing in you is so much greater. You see, the thing is we live in a fallen world. We live in a broken world, and you can see it everywhere. The effects of the fall of humanity are everywhere. Wherever you look, it doesn't matter which country, anywhere on earth, you see discrimination, you see pain, you see murder, you see issues, you see indifference, you see poverty, you see those that are rich, that have everything, taking from those who have nothing and never giving it back. You see the brokenness of this world. And Paul addresses this in the same scripture. We read from verse 19. He says this, For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Again, what are all those Christian words? What does that mean? It means this, that the world, the created world, the creation that God made is waiting for you and for me. Verse 20, for the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. What is it saying? It's saying that the world felt the effects of the curse that came on humanity. When humanity fell and our connection with the Spirit was broken, the whole world got affected. Corruption came in. A curse was put upon it from God himself in hope. In hope of what? The revealing of the sons of God. The revealing of the church. You see, the earth itself is groaning, waiting, yearning for us to be revealed because the ones who are called to bring restoration to this world, the ones who are called to bring justice to this world is the church, 
It's you and me. It's what we're called for. We look around the world and all we see is brokenness. All we see is pain. And we look to people. We look to leaders. We look to world leaders to see change happen in our nation and in the world. But the reality is God called you and me to bring life to this planet. That's how he anointed us. He made us those people. He built it inside of us. And as we connect back to God, we spread that light and that love everywhere that we go. That is who God called us to be. That's who he made us to be. But I'll say this one thing. It starts from inside. You see, some of us, our pain comes from within. It comes from something someone said to us. It comes from an experience we had that left a mark on us. Some of us are dealing with heavy things from inside. Some of us are looking at ourselves, pushing ourselves down. And our pain comes from the fact that we are not proud of who we are, of what we've done. You see, even us, even humanity, we long, we yearn. We're waiting for the day for things to feel normal again, for things to feel good again. We're waiting for that same restoration, and God knows it. Some of you watching right now, your pain is inside. It's, you feel it, and it comes from within, and you don't even know what to pray anymore. You don't even know what to say. Come, I'm talking to you today. Sometimes you've been through so much, you don't even know what to pray anymore. You're saying to me, Pastor, I've prayed every prayer. I've spoken every word in faith. I've done everything that I can to get past this pain and I can't get there. Nothing seems to help. Well, I'll tell you what, God knows it. He sees your pain and he already worked this out. See this in verse 23. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, who have salvation, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, for the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope. A hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Check this out. You don't hope for something you already have. What you need today, you who are struggling, you who have pain, you who've been let down, you who need strength, what you need is hope. But you don't hope for something you already have. If you have it, you don't need to hope for it. And so what God is saying right now is in this moment, in this time where you are suffering, where you are struggling, where things don't look right, where things don't feel right, He's got hope for you. Come on, I'm here to give you hope. I'm here to say there's hope for you. I'm here to say that something that you need, God has it. Something that you can't see, that freedom that you yearn for, that redemption that you need, that hope is in you. It's yours. God knows that you don't, what you need. He knows what you need. But if you're like me, sometimes you don't know what to pray. Verse 26 wraps it up. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. 
Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. What is this saying? It's saying that right now, when you're at the end of what you have, when there's no more to give, when there's no more verses, when Romans 8.28 doesn't mean anything to you anymore, the Spirit Himself is praying for you the perfect will of God over your life because we don't know what to say. We don't know what to pray. So He prays for us. Come on, He's praying for you right now. He's speaking life into you. He's declaring your future. He's declaring your hope because He knows that you're at the end of yourself because suffering and pain, they come and we can't, we can't avoid it. It happens. But I'll tell you something. He's with you. He sees you and he will not leave you where you are. Come on, I want you to say it again. Where I am is not where I will be. Where I am right now is not where I will be. God is taking me somewhere. He's doing something inside of me. He's moving something inside of me. It means that right now in your hardest moment, Holy Spirit is with you. He's not just there next to you. He's praying for you. He's interceding. He's strengthening. He's giving you what you need right now. And I'm talking to you at home where you don't have any more. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to pray. Right now, receive Holy Spirit into you right now. See, this is the context in which Romans 8.28 sits. This is what gives Romans 8.28 value. Because at the end of all of this, at the end of all creation groaning for us, at the end of even Holy Spirit moving for us on our behalf, that is the place where God says, all things now work for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose because he's moving on your behalf, because he's doing something in you, because he's taking you from where you are in the hardest moment of your life and he's moving you to where he made you to be. He's not going to leave you where you are. He's not going to leave you stuck in what is, what is your circumstances. He's taking you to where he wants you to be. Come on, do you believe it today? Where you are is not where you end up. It doesn't end here. Come on. It doesn't end here. It's not ending. God has a plan. And he's declaring it over your life today. Let's read it together one more time. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose and right now you need to know you are that person you're the one he poured his life out for you're the one who's going to bring that life you see we're looking to other people to sort out our circumstances we're looking for things to change we're looking for coronavirus to end we're looking for things to change but the reality is even in the midst of that God is doing something inside of you that's going to change this world he hasn't just put you here because he wants you just to live a life of meaninglessness and one day end up in heaven with him he puts you here for your purpose. He puts you here for a reason. He's here to touch your life and to get you to impact everyone else. You see, the pain that you're going through right now is what's making you ready for where God is taking you to be. I don't know if you heard me right now. I don't know if you're listening right now. But the thing that you're facing right now is what's foundationing you for what 
comes next. The things you go through now and that faith that is built inside of you, that hope that remains inside of you for where God will take you, for what God can do in your life is what you need to go and do what God has called you to do. You see, he doesn't just leave you where you are. He takes you beyond what you could ever imagine. And that's the reality of what happens. You see, it's providence through pain. And you might be going through the hardest time of your life. But I want to encourage you, it doesn't end here. It doesn't stop here. What's going on now is just the bridge to where God wants you to be. And in these moments, it's so difficult to just hear it's going to be okay. And I'm not saying that to you today. I'm not telling you everything's just going to be fine. I'm not telling you that your situation's just going to magically change. But what I am telling you is every step you walk through, Jesus is with you. Every step you take, the Holy Spirit is praying for you. And every movement you make, you make towards your purpose, towards your destiny. And the pain that you feel in your heart right now is not even comparable to the glory that God is going to shine through you in the end. He's going to walk with you through this season and he's going to get you to the other side where life is there for you, where purpose is there for you, where your impact doesn't just change your life, it changes the life of those around you. God takes your pain and turns it into his providence for your life. And so let's pray together. Let's be real together. Let's take whatever's going on in our lives, the things that we're scared of, the things that hurt us, the things that make us broken. Let's offer them to Him today. And let's let Him speak to us. And so Father, right now, I pray for Your presence to come. I pray for Your Spirit to move. Father, there are those at home that are struggling in ways we couldn't imagine, struggling in ways we can't understand. Even they themselves have been through so much they don't even know what to pray anymore. Holy Spirit, right now, I pray you strengthen them with your word today, with your heart today, with your life today, Father God. Because Lord, even in these hard moments, even in these places where we don't know what to say, you are busy working things out for us. You will not leave us where we are. You will not leave us where we are, but you are taking us somewhere greater. Right now, Holy Spirit, come and move inside of everyone's heart who is struggling. Bring them peace. Wrap your arms of love. We just spoke, Father, about your love. Come and pour that love over us right now. If you're sitting at home or you're sitting in that watch party and you need just the pure love of God to pour over you, right now just begin to receive. Father, pour your love on us. Pour your comfort on us. Remind us, Lord Jesus, that where we are is not where we are going to end up. That you are taking us somewhere. At the glory to come, is worth every pain that we go through now. Holy Spirit, help us to be the church that loves each other, that cares for each other through these moments of suffering and struggle. That Lord, as every generation that has come before us has put their trust in you through whatever persecution and whatever suffering that they go through, we place our trust in you too. We place our hope in you. And we say, have your way in our hearts and in our lives. In Jesus' name.
we pray. Amen. Church, right now, I want to say to you, wherever you are, whatever's going on in your life, God will never let you go. He will never stop loving you. He will never stop empowering you, praying for you, and and keeping you through the hard moments of life. Whatever you are facing right now, put your trust in God. Our vision this year, in Him we trust. God is working it out for your good. And the end is greater than you could ever imagine. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.